Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. This is No BS Job Search Advice Radio, episode 1864. I'm your host, Jeff Alpin, the big game hunter, and welcome. I like to spend some time daily, although I'm going to take 4th of July off this weekend, talking with you about some element of job search because I believe it doesn't have to be as hard, difficult, painful, or take as long as it does. It's just the skills needed to find a job are different than those needed to do a job. And um, I'll just simply say I'm continuing with long interviews this week. Uh, This one is, I believe, the last one I recorded as an interview for Job Search Radio uh, with Deborah Aranzio, talking about how to build your dreams in your career. Hope you find this helpful. Hope you give it a great review. I continued doing shows for Job Search Radio until 2019, but they were like this show, short, bite-sized morsels of advice designed to give people information about their search. It just became too much work. So I'll just simply say I consolidated around this show, which was my original, and uh, I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm glad you listened to it. And with that, let's get going. So my guest this time is Deborah Ronzio, the founder of Self Empower Coaching. Deborah helps people explore the career path, whether that's a new job, advancement within their established career, or carving out a completely new path, including starting up their own business. She holds certification from Coach Training Academy, and this is my favorite, the Life Mastery Institute as a Dream Builder Coach. Deb, welcome to Job Search Radio. Great to have you on. Oh, that's wonderful, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. I love that dream builder coach. Dream builder coach. Yeah. What does a dream builder coach do? Sounds dreamy, doesn't it? Ooh. <laughs> I would say that in a few words, a dream builder coach is someone who helps another with building a vision for themselves in their lives. And it's all about transformational thinking. Many times when we've achieved success uh, in our career, we can come to a point where we say, yes, I've been successful in all of the traditional ways. However, I'm no longer feeling the satisfaction and the significance that I seek for my future path. However, we are so entrenched in what it is that we've been doing to date that we sometimes can feel stuck. The first place we tend to go is to look at our current 
circumstances and to say to ourselves, well, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Dream building is a whole set of tools and resources that helps a person to realize that we can look beyond our current circumstances, whatever they might be, and we can carve out for ourselves a vision for the future that will help us to not only conceive that idea in our minds, but will also help us to achieve that idea in physical reality. That's fabulous. Because the, the fact of the matter is, a lot of folks, we'll get a little bit of an echo on my side. So a lot of folks get stuck and they start thinking that all they have to do is fix their current circumstances. And unfortunately, most circumstances are not fixable. After all, you know, the environment invariably wins. You know, you wind up in a place where they're used to doing it one way or another and they don't feel particularly motivated to adapt. And so why should they? So it's true. So how does someone start looking at their dreams or create a vision for their future? How do you help people in this process? It sounds a little too simple to believe, but it starts with one fundamentally simple question. The answer you, to which may not be so simple. What do you want? No, Is that not the question. What we, want. Uh, we go a little bit a little bit stronger than that. And what we say, what we ask ourselves is, what would I love? Ooh. What would I absolutely love doing? And for some people, that might be that they want to stay in their own company, the company they're in. They want to stay in the career that they are in, but they may feel like a promotion is in order, a raise is in order, some other level of recognition is in order. Uh, for others, it might be, I've done this, I followed this XYZ career path for you know 10 years now, 20 years now, whatever. I think it's time for me to try something new. And there's something inside of me that keeps calling to me saying, why don't you check it out? So yes, the question itself is simple. The answer to that question, uh, what I do with people is to help and to facilitate the process through which they can explore their inner selves to answer that question for themselves. So let's pretend you're working with me. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm a guy who has spent a lot of my career being a headhunter. And let's say I don't want to be a headhunter anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, and you ask me that question. I love provocative questions like that. Because the simpler they are, the more elegant they are. Uh, so I say to you, uh, Deb, I'd like to be a coach. I want to help people be more successful in their lives and in their careers. What follows after that? How do you, how do you help work? Or how do you start working with me uh, to bring a different outcome? Um, if we are following the formal Dream Builder program, which I am certified to facilitate, that is not a program that was developed by me. It was developed by a world-renowned uh, personal and professional development expert whose name is Mary Morrissey. Um, there is an element of that program, Jeff, that is a there's the learning portion to that program. And the learning portion to that program would consist of a series of audio lessons matched to a workbook 
that really do take us inside ourselves. And so it may not at first glance appear that we're even dealing with your issue of how you change careers from being a headhunter to becoming a coach, okay? It is going to explore within you the assets that you have available to yourself for making that move. It's going to explore things like um, uh, sometimes referred to as the pain pleasure principle, sometimes referred to as longings and discontent. So we're going to take some time to explore, well, why is it that you want to be a coach, Jeff? What is it that's inside of you that is calling you to minimize the pain that you might currently be experiencing, uh, a.k.a. the discontent, and to maximize the pleasure and the satisfaction that you want to feel from having pursued this path? It will also explore obstacles that you might face, be it fear of failure or perhaps even fear of success, as well as some internal things that we sometimes need to do to clear our blockages that do occur within each and every one of us. So it's going to explore things like uh, gratitude and forgiveness and the way in which dealing with those internal <clears throat> issues that all of us have to some degree will help us to clear the path for making our way forward. I think it'd be easy for some people to hear um, exploring blockages, particularly around gratitude and forgiveness, and start thinking, oh, man, woo-woo stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. And, and the truth of the matter is, it really isn't woo-woo. No, it isn't woo-woo. And, and what I would like to testify to during our conversation is that most people who know me and know me well would never describe me as a woo-woo person. That I am not. However, I have been convinced through going through this program and also through my involvement in some other women's mastermind programs that there is a great deal to be reaped from practicing an attitude of gratitude, if I just start there. It simply has, we've all heard the expression, attitude is everything. And uh, I used to use that expression with my son when he was a disgruntled high school student many, many years ago. And I think I was only half using the words without really being able to even apply that principle myself. The fact of the matter is, that all of us, most especially all of us in the developed world, have many things to be grateful for. And they can be small things like, hey, I woke up this morning, or the weather outside is beautiful, or I was able to offer someone a smile today who, who maybe didn't look so happy. They can be very small things, and they can be very good, big things. The bottom line is, practicing gratitude and taking the time to be thankful for what it is that we do have in our lives is so very helpful for opening up the obstacles that we feel like we may face and giving us a completely new perspective on what things really look like. Beautiful. And folks, we'll be back with more from Deb in just a moment. 
But first, okay, we are back. And when I interpret what you were saying, it feels to me like connecting with heart space is a part of understanding your vision and understanding uh, how to fulfill that. Am I interpreting correctly? Yes, you said heart space, right? Yes, I did. Yes, that is that is a very very nice connection to make. Um, sometimes I use the analogy of nature. You know, we're perhaps a little bit more here in North Carolina. We're perhaps a little bit more on the backside of spring at the moment. But if we can remember what it was like when everything started blossoming and blooming, and what did it look like? maybe only a week or two prior to that. It looked dead, right? Yes, it did. Nature's law is really abundance. As we are part of nature, we are part of yet another woo-woo term, but we are part of an abundant universe. And if we can get in touch with that and really bring that into our heart space, as you uh, named it, we will be able to develop a much different perspective in our lives and in our careers. And one of the practical ways that I think that will manifest itself is we will stop blaming others and we will stop blaming external circumstances for what happens to us. We will have a very keen recognition that what happens to us is in our control. And that's part of crafting the vision for us, for ourselves, and through ourselves in order that we can start living our lives from that vision. You mean we can't blame it on the politicians? We We would love to, wouldn't we? And it seems as though a lot of people love to, uh, judging by what I see on Facebook. uh, And what do we do with that? You know, when we decide that we're going to blame something on someone else, we give our control. Sometimes in psychology circles, it's called our locus of control. We give our control away. We allow someone to take it over. And as my mentor reminds us, we start to live our lives by default, just kind of trying as much as possible to go with the flow, with the, with the punches and the kicks and some of the kudos that life hands to us. Uh, She reminds us of an expression. There are some people who live a full 99 years. There are others who live one year 99 times. And the latter of those two is like living our lives by default. It reminds me of that scene in Forrest Gump uh, when the feather appears in so many different circumstances throughout his life. And it's obviously a metaphor for Forrest uh, as he blows with the wind from one circumstance to another. And obviously, over the course of the movie, uh, he achieves tremendous success, loses the love of his life, uh, wants, you know, becomes a parent, uh, you know, after she dies, and all sorts of marvelous things happen to him. But the movie is a wonderful parable, and it's not the way most lives work. 
when we give up our power, mm -hmm. uh, our control, what ultimately happens is others control us uh, and we become victims. If, folks, if you couldn't see me, I had air quotes up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we become victims of circumstance uh, and that's not really useful. No, it's not useful. None of us, I think that in, in our heart of hearts, none of us want to view ourselves as a victim. And, and if we haven't recognized that yet, I think it behooves us to recognize that other people don't, they don't really want to associate with people who are victims. No, they not don't. The victims, you know, it's like, what good does it do? Well, we have compatriots and whining. That's about it. It doesn't change anything. We feel no. better because others whine about the same stuff that we do. Right. And so we, we feel become, yeah, So we become, you know, partners, as you said, partners in whining. And when we stand back from that and we say, well, what has really been accomplished here? Nothing. Nothing. Right. So we've got someone who has an idea of what they want. Uh, they want to be doing differently. And they're starting to go through this process to identify things they're grateful for and to go into greater detail to connect with, I'll call it soulfulness, heart space, whatever term someone wants to use to describe that, going inside to really connect and understand and appreciate at a deep level mm -hmm. what the change they want to make is, and more importantly, and why. Most importantly, yes. that's the most important question for us to ask ourselves. Why is it that I am drawn to this dream or to this vision? Uh, if we can if we can really get in touch with our why and we know that it is authentic and sincere and we can keep our vision in front of us always and frequently, we will be amazed at the ways in which the hows fall into place. Mm -hmm. I agree. It, it's amazing. Uh, you know, as I've done coach training along the way, uh, I've learned the importance of um, the why, understanding it at a deep level. What's that thing that's going to drive me in the face of all the challenges yes. that invariably happen? Unless I'm connected with the why, it's too easy to, to experience that, that puff that's going to blow me in a different way unless I can. I'm able to stand resiliently against that breeze. Do I have that right? Yeah, I would say that that's, that's the way that it is. Because despite the fact that we're talking about dream building, which, yes, we've acknowledged and sound a little woo-woo, when we are dream building, the, designing the dream itself is only the first step. We still have to take action every single day in the direction of that dream or vision that we have created for ourselves. And it doesn't always have to be that the steps we take are monumental, but we need to commit ourselves to say, we will take at least one action step. Even if it's something like looking up something on the internet, researching a company that we think we might be really interested in working for so that we are continually moving in that direction. This is not magic where once we claim the dream, it's just going to come along and plop into our laps. That sounds remarkably like effort. Oh, yes. There is effort involved in this. But if we have our why 
in order, that effort will not seem as difficult as maybe it once did. Amen, sister. You know, I, I found that it's helpful for me to remember a couple of, uh, I'll call them power patterns for lack, lack of a, a better term, uh, inspiring terms that help me to remember that why. Uh, so uh, uh, there, the two that always come to mind are bold and spirited leadership and heartfelt, liberated soulfulness that help move me when I'm facing those instances where it feels like, oh, this is so hard. Uh, I can't do this. This is so hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, another, another that we can use, you know, um, Sometimes one of the main things that paralyzes us is this fear of failure. You know, this v fear of stepping out on the limb, taking the risk, and oh my gosh, what's going to happen if we fail? I love the way that my mentor expresses failure to us. She expresses it in two ways. One is failure is nothing more than the fact that you are standing at the border of everything that you have known to date. Okay, you're just standing at that border and that fear, that fear that you're experiencing about stepping over that border and that fear of maybe failing, it's really nothing more than feedback. Everyone knows the infamous Thomas Edison quote, whether he created 9,000 renditions, 10,000 renditions, whatever it was, when he was asked, how did he keep on in the face of so many failures? His reply was, I didn't fail at all. I simply found 9,999 things that did not work. And I was able to use that information as feedback to further develop my idea. The other aspect of feeling like, oh, this is really going to be hard, is if we can, some things will seem really hard. And especially if we're changing our mindset, remember that for however old we are, we've had lots of stuff pumped into our head for a long time. If we are working towards changing our mindset, that's going to be really hard. However, if we can simply remind ourselves every once in a while when those, oh, this is hard thoughts come into our mind, we simply say to ourselves, oh, this is what it looks like while it's all getting worked out. That's a nice way to phrase it. Um, I think what happens to a lot of adults, and I'm going to put it in, in this kind of simpleton language, adults at a certain point stop experimenting. Yeah. And they stop. They stop doing things differently. Like, you know, I was, I was talking to someone last night, and when he was very young, as like an eight-year-old boy growing up, he loved to experiment and do things differently. And, you know, if it didn't work out, he said, oh, well, that it happens. It didn't work out this time. He tried a different experiment, and he delighted in the experimentation. Uh, and there was no failure. It's just another experiment that he ran. Right. And for people who are considering doing something different, you know, you can think of it as an experiment instead of being this tragic, off, oh, it didn't work out this time. Oh, God. <laughs> let's, let's get the drama out of it and, and think of it as an experiment and explore the, the outcome of it like Edison did with a certain amount of 
judgment-free awareness that allowed him to evaluate and assess what happened, why it might have happened that way, and critique his, his work so that it wasn't about, oh, it didn't work this time. Instead, it was about, okay, I learned something from this. Let's go on to the next one. Sure. It's really important. You know, the thing is, is that uh, I didn't come to being an independent business owner until, <clears throat> excuse me, just about three years ago. Was that an intended cough or was that one of those involuntary revealing coughs? No, I'm sorry. That was just my some a frog in my throat. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, and to some degree, I was shoved into this scenario. I would like to sit here and have this conversation with you and say, oh, I did this all on my own. You know, I thought it would be really cool to go off on my own and be a coach. You know, when I look back at my career history, I've had a number of career transitions, both voluntary and involuntary. Um, there was always something in me that told me that I was more entrepreneurial material than I was corporate material because I'm not a person that really likes abiding by silly rules. And I'm not saying that all corporate rules are silly, but I think that anyone who's worked in corporate knows at least a little bit to say, well, some of them are. Uh, despite that, I never really had a good handle and I did not serve myself well by investing some time into figuring out what is it that I would really love to be doing. And I, you know, I will share with everyone on this call. I was more or less invited out by my last organizational position, at which point, even at my age, I could have said, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Wring my hands. I'm too old. I'm too old. I'm too this. I'm too that. But I basically knew that I could no longer, I just knew at that moment, I can no longer work for someone else. And I really do not know the full road ahead of me in terms of where this venture is going to take me, but I have got to do it. And the lesson there is that some of us do have these longings, these longings in our heart space, and we try to ignore them. They're never going to go away. They might go away for a while, but they're always going to come back. And that is really nothing more than our intuition speaking to us, calling us to at least explore that that sense and that feeling that we have in us to see where it will take us. And folks, a lifetime is not a long time. You know, we like to think of ourselves as immortal, but life is a way of showing us how foolish we are to hold those beliefs. At the end of the day, you know, when you're lying on your back and reflecting on what it was, do you want to be saying to yourself, well, I made 80 calls today, or um, I wrote some good code, or is there something else that you've always wanted to do that would have made a difference to you and to the world? Absolutely. I, I don't know the right answer for you. You might be happy with those 80 phone calls and that great code. And that is phenomenal. No criticism whatsoever. I really mean that. But for those of you who've got that longing, who have that desire, don't wait. Spend the time and, and go through the process of figuring it out. So I have, you know, 
I had a good list, and, and folks, I must in all candor say, I had one an iced tea accident uh, yesterday that wiped out a lot of my work in preparing for the interview. Uh, I spilled iced tea on my notes from our, our pre-interview. So I apologize, Deb. What haven't I asked you so far that I should have asked you uh, as part of helping people with their visioning toward their next career? I think that we, for as much as we could, there's a there's a part of kind of discovering what this visioning might be, which people can usually experience if we set up a complimentary strategy call, which I always offer to potential clients because the coaching relationship is such a personal thing that it's important that you're able to meet in some way, even if it's by telephone, the person that you might be working with and know that you're able to establish a good rapport with them. I think that the last part of what I would like to share with your audience, Jeff, is that we don't only work on all of the dream building and vision building that we think uh, might tend to be a little woo-woo. We actually will work on some very tangible elements of a career search when you get clarity on the your way forward. So we will work on things like resume review, things like, um, you know, is your LinkedIn profile up to snuff as part of your virtual network and various items like that so that it is not just, oh, I'm going to be in this program and I'm going to be able to change my mind but I'm not going to have anything really actionable come out of this. I'm a very action-oriented person. I will work with people and, you know, in a coaching relationship, I'm sure that you're aware of this to a large degree. In a coaching relationship, you're looking to draw out of that individual what it is that they're seeking because generally it does reside inside of them. It's just been kind of trapped in for a while. But once we are able to start drawing out of the person what it is inside of them. Uh, I help to uh, give them the confidence and also provide the accountability for them of the promises that they make to themselves. I don't give assignments that anyone is doing for the purpose of satisfying me. We co-create assignments that the client believes will be valuable to them in the path that they are trying to travel. I will simply be their accountability partner by way of asking them, well, how did these things go for you? And that is something that all of us need to some degree, whether it's a career path change that we're looking for or even a general life path change. We can have a tendency to make commitments to ourselves that many times are the first things we give away. First Fascinating. Fascinating, isn't that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really want to be a jockey. And um, someone persuades us to change. Now, folks, if, if you're listening to this as a podcast, I'll never be a jockey. But <laughs> fundamentally, people decide what they want out of life and then decide that when someone goes... <laughs> They surrender their dream to someone yes. else. Yes. It's amazing how that works. And it's one thing to defer it because there's a concrete reason. You know, you may have a health issue, for example, that keeps you from acting on it right now. But, you know, it's 
like I said, a lifetime does not last forever. You have to start making moves or realize the consequence of those decisions slash indecisions uh, that you've made along the way. And, and I think another important element is don't beat yourself up. If you haven't done something about it to date and you know that you have some kind of a longing inside of you, there is no real value in looking back and spending energy to beat yourself up about it. Simply decide from this day forward that you're going to move in the direction to find out for yourself what that dream, what that vision is, what that goal is, whatever it is that you want to call it, and start exploring your path forward. That's that's the best advice that I can give to people because the time is now and looking to the past and making excuses for the past, it simply doesn't serve anyone. It's one thing to learn from it. It's another thing to make excuses or beat yourself up. And, and I just want to pause and say one of the people who's been uh, watching us asked whether there's uh, something that you do to help your clients build faith. Is that within your purview? Yes, it absolutely is. We talk about uh, there is a lesson within this program that talks about the juxtaposition, if you will, of both faith and fear. There's a couple of different perspectives on that that I've heard lately that I find to be very mentally intriguing. One is that faith and fear cannot coexist. They cannot coexist. But another that I've heard just recently in the mastermind, the women's mastermind that I am a part of is a very intriguing idea. And that is, guess what? Everyone has faith. And we can even have faith in a fear-based situation. And the example might be this. We can have faith in a fear-based situation if we believe in our hearts, I mean, strongly believe that we better not travel outside of uh, the United States because we might contract Ebola or something like that. Okay? That is having faith in a fear-based situation because we believe that it's possible for us to contract that. Um, If we believe the opposite and we say, yes, practically speaking, it is possible for us to contract this XYZ virus. However, I'm going to do this and travel maybe to Africa, to a mission or to a place outside of the United States because my dream or my goal is to serve other people. We're not going to focus so much. We're not. Our primary focus is not going to be the fear of contracting Ebola, but we definitely, we definitely manage and work through fear-based issues in this program. Because if we can't get through those, and and part of that is taking the decision to get through those, then we will still remain stuck. Gotcha. Thank you. Deb, thanks for making time today to to speak with everyone. How can people find out more about you and the work that you do? Well, first, I want to thank you, Jeff, for giving me the opportunity to share my thoughts on this subject. Um, As you mentioned at the beginning, the name of my company is Self Empower Coaching. And yes, that is a grammatical error, but it is purposeful. So they can visit my website at www.selfempowercoaching.com. Or certainly, I invite people 
to uh, link with me, connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, I don't have that URL off the top of my head, but if you can see my name um, posted on this video cast, my last name is spelled O-R-O-N-Z-I-O, first name Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H, and I don't believe there are any other Deborah Aranzio persons out there on LinkedIn. So I would invite you to come uh, look into my profile a little bit further and by all means connect with me. That's today's show. I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, here are a few more ways to get information and advice from me. First of all, visit my website, which is thebiggamehunter.us. Go to the blog. There's a lot there to help you with your job search, hiring more effectively, managing and leading, and workplace-related issues. In addition, if you're interested in my coaching you, there's a button there that says Schedule. Schedule time for a free discovery call or schedule yourself in for coaching. Obviously, I'm going to charge for that, but I can help you with interview preparation, leadership coaching, salary negotiation advice, making a good decision between different offers, anything related to improving yourself in the workplace, I can coach you about. If you have questions for me, you can schedule 15 minutes with me at thebiggamehunter.us forward slash live or you know, a less expensive way is at thebiggamehunter.us forward slash video answers, where you leave a message for me and I'll respond with a three to five minute video. Connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. I can assure you your network will expand a lot by connecting with me. And finally, watch me on TV. Download the Job Search TV app for Fire TV, Fire Stick, Apple TV, Roku, like 90 different manufacturers. I'll be back tomorrow with more. And in the meantime, I hope you have a terrific day. Be great! Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King. Rule the day.